The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. So starts a service that we hold uh, every day called Morning Prayer. Do you rejoice at the gift of each new day? Every day is a gift from God. Do you rejoice? Do you pray for the light of his presence to know him and recall all that he has done for you and rejoice and knowing the light of his presence with you? Does it set your heart on fire with love for him? Today, on this Easter Sunday, we remember that he is risen. He is risen indeed, and we rejoice. And remember all that he taught and all that he did to save us. On Friday, he died. And in three days, he rose again. Rejoice! Luke tells us the story of that morning. The women go up to the tomb in which he died, um, in which the dead Jesus had been laid. They had prepared spices to further prepare the body. He had died and they needed to finish honouring him in this way. But when they get there, they find the tomb is open, just like we can see behind. This big stone, the circular stone larger than the tallest man, had been rolled to one side and the mouth of the tomb was open. They walk in. There is nothing to find here. Jesus is nowhere to be seen. They didn't expect that. Suddenly, they see two men in glowing white, witnesses surely to what has happened. And the women are frightened. They are, the, Luke's gospel always portrays people who meet angels, for this is who it was, as being terrified. Mary, Zechariah, the shepherds, do you remember all those stories? But these angels don't on this occasion say, do not be afraid, for they have an even more important news for them. And through these women, it will be passed on to the men too. The angels don't comfort them. They confront them with an alternative explanation. One that Jesus had already shared with them. Three times Jesus said to the disciples that this must happen. Firstly, just after feeding 5,000 people, Jesus said the Son of Man must suffer many things and be neglect, uh, rejected by the elders and chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and the third day raised to life. Secondly, after being transfigured in glorious brightness on the mountain with Peter, James and John, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They still didn't understand. And then finally, on the way to Jerusalem, for the holiest of weeks, talking of himself, Jesus said, we are going up to Jerusalem and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. 
on the third day he will rise again. Again, they did not understand. But for these women, as soon as the angel had said these things, they remembered Jesus' words. Remember how he told you, they said. And they did remember. Why were they looking in the tomb for a dead person? The angels said to them, the Son of God, their Messiah, wasn't dead anymore. He was alive. Why look for the living amongst the dead? On the third day he will rise again, they remembered. And this, of course, is the third day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the third day. They remembered. He is alive. And they run to tell the others. The men don't believe them. It made no sense to them. They knew that he was dead. But for Peter, something stirred in him. He had heard all three predictions, including the one on the mountain. He didn't understand then, and he did not, truth be told, really understand now. But he had to go and see for himself. In Luke's telling of the story, Jesus is yet to reveal himself to two people on the road, and only then will he reveal himself to the other disciples gathered in the upper room. We'll have more of that in coming weeks. But at the end of our reading today, Peter is scratching his head, wondering what it all could mean. But remembering Jesus's words. Maybe not just those predictions. What about all the other teaching and preparation that Jesus had given them? Now, John, in his gospel, recounts for us the story of a whole evening of teaching on the Thursday night, a preparation. And we've been exploring that teaching through uh, the weekly blogs in this Lent season. Now, Lent is a season of preparation, just like Jesus went to the wilderness to prepare for his ministry. We, in this time, prepare for hours or are prepared by Jesus. Jesus in that upper room on the Thursday evening was preparing them for their ministry, a resurrection body to bring the light of Christ. And he was preparing them to be the church. First, on that Thursday evening, John describes Jesus gathering the disciples and washing their feet. He shows them how to serve. He also looks forward to a time when they will be anointed with power, inheritors of all that the Son has. So the first word we're going to think about today is power. Next, he reminds them that he is the only way. Only through him and by following his commands is the way to the Father and the way to the kingdom. We exclude ourselves from the inclusive kingdom by following any other way. So the second word is obey. Thirdly, the lesson of the vine, we are only of service when we are connected and when connected, the spirit gives us words to speak the good news. So the next word is tell. Next, Jesus prayed for them, having proclaimed that he had overcome the world 
And so we should pray boldly. So another word, pray. Fifthly, the answer to Pilate's question, what is truth? Jesus told the disciples, I am the way, the truth and the life. He'd already given them the answer to that question. The word of God is truth. Truth is our next word. Next, we saw the crucifixion of an innocent man in our place. An injustice done and borne by one to save us. We are called to stand up for justice. And so the word justice. And finally, today we see a God of power and peace. The resurrected Jesus we will see calms the fright, the concerns and the anxiety of the disciples. Resurrection power and calming peace beyond all understanding. So finally, peace. So the question for us today, as we rejoice in the news of the Easter Sunday story, he is risen, he is risen indeed. Will we remember his words of preparation? His words to inspire a church. And my summary of those words is this. Power, obey, tell, pray, truth, justice, peace. Pick a word. Pray over it. Ask God what it means to him and what he wants it to mean to you. And respond. Today, tomorrow, every day. Power, obey, tell, pray, truth, justice, peace. Then, we're told, they remembered his words. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this Easter Sunday. And we pray that the way in which you prepared those disciples to be your church in the world, that you will prepare us to be your church in the world, this day and every day. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Alleluia.